You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. We have a brand new and exciting episode for you today. We were able to get in touch with John McAfee out on the high seas and have him on for a conversation. This conversation was a lot of fun. And if your kids are in the car with you right now, this thing gets an R rating. We left this interview raw for your listening pleasure. So let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. Phil and I will be your guides as we peer into the ridiculous reality of our society and our government. Let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and with me today is Ryan Burgett from Techno Agorist. Howdy. Today, we actually have a very special guest on the show. You may know him from opening up any computer since the late 80s. We have cybersecurity expert, past and future presidential candidate, pirate on the high seas, and overall badass, Mr. John McAfee. Welcome to the show, and thank you for talking to us today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. And that was a... um. Uh, a wonderful intro. I think that's the best I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I strive to please. (laughs) All right. So one of the things that has really interested me lately um, was the documentary that that horribly condescending woman made about you a couple years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Nanette. Then it burst on. Okay. <laughs> right. Felt, Big glasses. I felt, so, I felt so sorry for her. I did because she had done a quote documentary about 14 years ago about some high school kids. And it was, it was sold as a documentary. And afterwards it came out that, that she had controlled the entire script and threatened mm. to throw to throw people off of the program or you know like your your characters ended if they didn't do the script it was like i thought god yeah that that, that must have been fun for her <laughs> poor thing i mean of course that would be found out well anyway i, I she's so naive and that, that's the problem with her and, and that's what my heart went out to i've never seen that documentary but Listen, I've heard about everything. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it because because I don't think spending two hours uh, somewhere is watching someone else's view of me is going to help me. I mean, I have lived in my shoes, so I, I, I know what's happening. But in any case, it's the whole question. I'd be happy to answer. Oh, yeah. One of the big takeaways I had on it was that it seemed completely like it was a case of yellow journalism, like it was there to smear you. Of, of course. Let, let me, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the background totally because it would embarrass both the uh, director and Annette and the producer, uh, Jeff Wise, who is truly, if, if I have an arch enemy in life, uh, <laughs> it's Jeff Wise. Uh, and and this has been going on now for 16 years. And his wife was not even that good in bed. I do not understand why we are at war over this, okay? So in any case, um, and, uh, well, I'm sorry, I, I developed something. But, um, so Jeff Wise, who has, if you look, if you look he's, a, he's a writer, a producer, a video producer, a writer. 
If you look at his writing for the past 15 years, 80% of all of his stories have been about me. And all He's obsessed with you. All around 2012, your whole deal, he was just nonstop over and over and over again. Golly. And he had his mind made up at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, well, listen, we, it has nothing to do, it, what it has to do with is a personal issue between Jeff and I. It's a personal oh, wow. fucking issue, right? And I, I cannot, I can't get past it. Um, and maybe I slighted him in, in some way by whatever actions I did. Uh, but I did not take those actions on my own volition, right? <laughs> at least not initially. Um, and, uh, you know, all I could do uh, was apologize, which clearly hmm. after 15, 16 years has not been accepted. So hmm. there's your story, folks. I, you know, the story is a, a, a movie producer. God knows how he got that status. <laughs> uh, and, and writer of docufiction focused on me for personal reasons. End of story. Right. Hmm. Well, I loved the ending of the documentary. Uh, what was the ending? What was the ending? At the end, she that. read your final, what she called your final youth mail to her. And what you had said is, quote, I am merely doing what I always do, which is F with the media as much as I possibly can. You are my magnum opus. Yes. That was <laughs> I and I went, yes! <laughs> <laughs> that just made me so happy. That was the especially after that mess of the documentary. Me. Then who cares what the rest was about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, clearly I succeeded, did I not? You oh, did. You, yeah, that was I I'm I mean, surprised she let that in. <laughs> God, I am too. See, that shows how naive she is. So <laughs> let me tell you something about that movie. Okay. The net result of that movie falls into two almost equal groups of people. Those who go, you're a vile madman, and those who go, God damn, you seem pretty cool to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay? So the net thing is, it's a wash, people. What it did do is add to my, you know, my, my status as a scoundrel. <laughs> okay. Or my status as something. Um, it's impossible for the mainstream media to smear you if you are truly free in your actions and responsible for them, mm -hmm. which I am. Say what you want. I'm going to go, yeah, so? Because really, nothing in that movie except the totally absurd, which I've been told again, is that I paid <laughs> a hitman uh, 5000 or 10000 whatever it was, $5,000, to murder someone. I wrote a check for $5,000 to this guy. You know? And instead of, I mean, uh, taping it under a park bench downtown in San Pedro <laughs> or something, I give it to my, my, my caretaker for the property because I'm too goddamn lazy and say, here, could you give this to Eddie McCoy? Now, yeah, of course, Eddie McCoy was a hitman. All right, everybody knew that. <laughs> He'd never had a bank account, and neither have I ever heard of any hitman ever taking a personal check. 
would you please whack this guy? I'm going to write you a check for this amount. <laughs> you know? In the memo line, it says, kill that bastard. <laughs> yes. I mean, please, people, use your common fucking sense. See, this is why I say she's naive. She believed stories like this. <laughs> or she made them up. It doesn't matter. I mean, they're so absurd. Plus, good God, somebody kills my dogs, and I think it's my neighbor, which I never did. He owned dogs. In my mind, people who own dogs don't poison other dogs. Hmm. But it doesn't matter, okay? The, the, the main issue is, would I, 24 hours after believing that someone had done me harm, would I choose them to whack? I mean, what madman does such acts? And listen, this is 24 hours after. This, this would not have been in a moment of anger. Murder that mother. No, 24 hours later, I was thinking, going, whack that mother and do it tonight. <laughs> what idiot? Here's what a check. idiot would do that? <laughs> I mean, even waiting six months might be not long enough. Please, God, yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad strategy. <laughs> so, so the things that people have truly grilled, what about you giving this check to this guy? <laughs> what? Are you crazy? <laughs> or, no, nobody does shit like that. Nobody. <laughs> In the heat of passion. You know, you find your dog's murdered, they're bleeding, and you go, I'm going to murder that motherfucker or send someone. You don't wait 24 hours. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, crazy stories, you know, Cam, you want to ask? <laughs> oh, one funny thing we saw is you had posted a meme the other day with you and uh, Jeffrey Epstein sitting next to each other. Yes, sir. <laughs> and it, it made me go, I want to know what John McAfee thinks about this whole Epstein didn't kill himself thing. Um, so, personally, I have a working theory that Epstein was actually a deep state asset, that the CIA used his... What word do I want to use? <laughs> what he's good at to make people do what they want. And so, seeing that you've had some dealings with the deep state in different ways... I'd love to know what you think about the CIA and how Epstein might have been tied to that. Well, and his death, well, if, assuming he's dead. <laughs> Let me say first and foremost, before I get into the CIA, everyone seems to have forgotten or never bothered to look into the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was gay. He huh. did not fuck. 15-year-old girls. Now, maybe 15-year-old boys, but none have come forward. Have they? Every single witness, every single person said, he touched me has been what? A young girl between the age of 14 and 18. Yes, at, at that time. Hmm. He didn't touch little girls, certainly hmm. not in a sexual way. Now, <clears throat> those who doubt my assertion keep in mind i'm john fucking mcafee there's information in this world i want to know i will find it and that little tidbit is something that you people can find with no more than 10 minutes searching on google i promise you 
you will see, oh my God, McAfee was right. Hmm. When it comes to information, when it comes to information, I am always right. I, I invented cybersecurity people. I know what threats are, and the threats are surveillance. The threats is data and access to it, transmission of it. <laughs> and I, I, I promise you people. Do you think he's dead? Yes, absolutely. Do you think he killed himself? <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> people, what is wrong? I mean, he's six feet, one inches tall, who decided to hang himself from a five-foot, seven-inch bunk. I mean, allowing for slack in the rope or what have you, you would have to lean down and pull your feet in the air and hold yourself with your feet in the air for up to three minutes. Um, during which time you would probably put your fucking feet down. I don't know. I've never been. <laughs> In that situation, I'm just, you know, <laughs> imagining. Um, so, and it happened just a few hours after they moved his cell mate, who had been with him in jail the entire time. A few minutes before they took his cellmate out, what did that remove? The only possible witness, other than the security cameras. What about the security cameras? Someone had misaligned the fucking security cameras. So everything was seen except Jeffrey's cell and entrance and access to it. <sighs> what, about, what about the fucking guards in the jail that falsified, we just found out yesterday, falsified the records saying that, yes, we walked down that hall, nothing was happening. No, they never went down there all fucking night people please how much coincidence do i have to give you before you can finally see it is not possible that this man hung himself his neck was broken in multiple places indicative of the types of breaks that we see in force strangulation huh. good god people please he did not commit this is the deep state. <clears throat> you want to know what that deep state is, in fact? Absolutely. People imagine it's some evil group of people scheming against humanity. No. America's deep state, I believe, is filled with patriotic people hmm. who, simply, who have simply lost their way. Now, who are these patriotic people? Dwight Eisenhower warned us about it. He'd never used the word patriotic, but he did say the CIA and the military-industrial complex are the mm -hmm. greatest threats, the greatest threats to America and the freedom of its people. Now, here we are, you know, almost 70 years later, and what has happened? The CIA, which, as we all know, has branches and operatives in every country, in every city, in every neighborhood, in the world, and who really controls all the drug operations of the world. Hmm. How do you think they fund themselves, people? The CIA is a lifetime job. 
You come in at 22 or 23 or 20. You're there for life. You don't quit. You're never fired and you never retire. You might get whacked if you truly fuck up of the net. This is your job for life. And what is your job? To protect America. To do everything in the national interests. And this group, which was created less than 75 years ago, created, did not exist at the beginning of our constitution. This group knows every fucking thing in the world, everything. And these lifetime employees spend their lives analyzing, understanding, evaluating international relations, political alliances, countries' histories and cultures, languages and religions. And it took them dozens of years to reach the level of understanding that they are at. And we have a president coming through. And by the way, the CIA calls presidents transients, as they do every member of Congress. Transients. Well, they are. They're there for four fucking years, maybe eight at the best. They're gone. We've got a new one to deal with. And so do you think that... The president sits down in the Oval Office and the CIA explains the world to them that the president is capable of even understanding the remotest piece of that without years of education and understanding because they don't have the time for it. So what the CIA does is provide information about the world to the president, to the Congress. That's in the CIA's interest. And they do this through a thing called need to know. People, presidents don't get in the Oval Office and call and say, hey, do we have aliens? <laughs> wake, wake the fuck up. If we did or did not, the answer is the same. Mr. President, I'm sorry, but in the short term that you are here, you do not have a need to know. This is how it works. It's magic need to know power. It's the power of the veto, the most powerful of all forces. The power to say, I don't care if your committee has spent 35 years and you have all the evidence in the world, you spent trillions of dollars. I've got the veto power to say, nope. That's what the power of the need to know is. <laughs> Please see how simple the math of this is. Hmm. So when the CIA wants something like Iraq, too fucking powerful in the region for what the CIA's intents for that region were. What's the simplest way to get rid of that power? Neutralize it. Mm -hmm. Go to the President Bush, let's tell him, for example, hey, hey, let's tell him that there's nuclear weapons there. He will have to go to war. Duh. We know mm -hmm. George. We know George. If, in fact, <laughs> we tell him there are nuclear weapons, he will bomb the shit out of that country. So what they do, Mr. Mr. Uh, President, we have with 100% certainty a guarantee that the 
the Rockies have nuclear weapons and missile capability, capable, capable of reaching our closest allies, even England. What is Mr. Bush going to do? Bomb the shit out of Iraq. Mm -hmm. This is how the CIA operates for these people. And again, I'm not saying it's a bunch of evil people going, no. I think most, maybe all, truly love America and truly are thinking they're doing what's in the national interests. But for them to do that, they have to pervert our basic constitution, our right to privacy, and monitor all of us to make sure that none of us are the enemy. Do you see how perverted this has become? Yeah, right. We cannot allow this to continue. The CIA has taken control of our country. It no longer matters who's president. Please, let me ask you something. Anybody out there who's experienced more than a couple of presidential elections as an adult, did anything in your life change? A single hair, <laughs> did a single hair on your head waft in the residual wind on that election? No, no. nothing right. in fucking life ever changes. Why? Because presidents are simply puppets. It doesn't give a, not, it doesn't matter. The CIA gives a flying fuck who they are. They are all controlled. So, so is Jeffrey Epstein controlled? Ah, Jesus, now you're back on now you're back on issues of a concrete nature. And a concrete nature means information. That's what's concrete. And information hmm. is both my business and my passion. Um, and I cannot tell you that. You've asked a specific question about a specific man. I will tell you, he was not. I mean, he did not commit suicide but mm -hmm. then anybody could have figured that out as to his relationships with the cia as to uh, his uh private um concerns which involved um uh, <laughs> holding almost every major political leader in this country um open to the uh, simple comment, hello, this is Jeffrey. Listen, I'm low on cash, and I, I don't know what else to do but turn to you. Uh, my fear is, you know, because my security people have all of my tapes, that if I don't pay them, they might just release these tapes. Mm -hmm. Can you help me out? You know, there's just nothing illegal in any of this so far. I haven't. I have not blackmailed you. I have not done anything other than tell you the facts of life, which are, I need some cash, I got your fucking tapes, give me the money. Uh -huh. This is how it works, people. In subtleties, in nuances that evade the law, but yet convey the intent. Uh, information you know, is power. Information is it. That's all there is. When, when our government, by the way, 
reaches the level of power where it knows everything about every citizen. What will we be? We will be citizens of the most powerful totalitarian state ever conceived by the human mind. Yikes. We have, oh. we have time. I'm sorry, we, we've, we've, we've fucked off by just talking to each other. I have time for <laughs> one, more, one more question. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no worries. You are an expert in technology. One of my stances is that the state itself is a form of technology. It's an old technology. And honestly, it's, it's becoming more and more obsolete to take care of what it was supposed to day to day. So I think that technology is going to be the way towards freedom. So what, in your opinion, is the most subversive technological advancement that we're seeing develop? And what do you think we could do to push that timeline forward to help make everyone more free? Now, if that's not the deepest question, because you've wrapped up about seven questions in that, let me first state that uh, what I think is an error in your reasoning, that the government technology is outdated and becoming useless. The only technology that matters in human history, the only technology, is the technology of warfare. Nothing else fucking matters, people. Do you understand? It is the person with the biggest gun, the government with the most battleships and aircraft carriers, the region of the world with the biggest economy to create a war machine that survives. And I'm sorry to, to, to put it so bluntly to you, but this is the truth. And we, the people, have simply been puppets, sheep, herded around wherever at the convenience of those in power. But, with the advent of the blockchain, and please people understand this, the blockchain is the only technology in the past 100 years, which came from the people, hmm. common developers, geeks, and was given to the people through open source, and on which we have built a magnificent structure that I am hoping will blossom. Into, into mankind's savior. And it's this technology. First one in 100 years, it did not come from a government and, or Samsung or IBM or <laughs> Microsoft. No, from fucking us. And it is ours. And it is world changing. Those who deny that move out of your mother's fucking basement because <laughs> it is world-changing. And this world-changing technology at this point in time, here and now, is in our hands. We're ahead of the curve. Who's we? The people. The sovereign set of sovereign individuals own this now. And governments and financial institutions and corporations like Facebook are merely trying to co-opt what we have built and delude us into thinking that what they have built is the best and therefore we should or must use it. No, fuck that, people. 
what we have built as the people on our own without the interference of government laws and rules and regulations and oversights and financial institutional control of our fucking funds. No, our, our own, our own thing. Please, God, keep it our thing. Yeah. Do not believe the shit that governments are going to start saying. Like, they, they will soon, I, I promise you, I promise you soon, they will ban privacy coins like Monero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They will. Does that mean that it's the end? I mean, these people, have you ever heard of <laughs> civil, have you ever heard of civil disobedience? What does civil disobedience mean? It means that I am refusing to obey a law, which in fact, by disobeying, harms no one. It's not like, oh, I'm going to disobey the law of robbing a liquor store and rob. No, that's not civil disobedience. No, civil disobedience, I refuse to pay my fucking taxes. Mm -hmm. Am I molesting anyone? No, that's civil disobedience. Right. You exercise civil disobedience all the fucking time and you don't notice it. How many of you have been on a high with a speed limit of 65 and you were driving 70? That's civil, dis- <laughs> that's civil yeah. disobedience. Your choice going, you know what? Fuck it. It's such a minor goddamn thing, five miles an hour. No, that's one. Um, smoking weed. I don't know if anybody out there, I don't know how many users you have, but probably out of the whatever number, at least one of you maybe knows somebody who knows somebody who smokes weed, all right? Well, I'd say most of them probably do. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> Actually, it's getting to the point, maybe, does anybody know anybody who does not smoke weed? <laughs> <laughs> that should be the fucking question. And yet, even now in America, in some states, mere possession of a joint is years in prison. Mm-hmm. And right. yet what happens? In every state, the number of marijuana smokers is constant. So the law does not matter if the law is unjust. And it is unjust for anyone to say that they have the right to tell you what to do with the fruits of your labor. Amen. The sweat of your fucking brow. Nobody but you has the mm-hmm. right, unless nothing's changed and we are still living in a feudal society where I have grown a thousand potatoes in a year and the king's army comes by and says, hey, you got a thousand potatoes, we're taking 250. <sighs> without asking, without asking whether you need those 250 to feed your children or trade for chickens, or something. No, we're just fucking taking it. You worked it, you slaved. We sat up there and drank wine and talked about uh, the crown politics, but fuck me, give me the fruit of your fucking labor. And we're still doing it. What's the difference? They don't send the army by to collect your taxes. Now, no, they just send you a notice going, pay us this amount or you. They don't even bother to fill out the forms anymore. They ask you to fill out the fucking tax forms. What do they do, the government? They just take the checks, walk across the street, and put them in the goddamn bank 
wait, the fuck up people, we have been raped up the ass for far too long. Huh. Absolutely. I'm definitely with you on that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> My wife says she's going to shoot me if I don't stop. Uh, one more question. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, is there anything before you go that you'd like to talk about? We'd like to he yes. hear what your future plans are or whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Talk about. We want to hear you. Nobody wants to hear what my fucking future plans are. <laughs> and and if, if there's only one thing I can tell anybody, it is the following. Do only what you love and nothing else. And if you wake up one morning and you notice that what you're doing is not what you love, then please, God, stop it and stop it now. Because you're not just fucking up your life. You're fucking up the lives of your spouse, your children, your mother, your neighbors, your boss. No, stop it, please. If, in fact, you have a job, let's say your job is waking up at 6, getting dressed, kissing your spouse goodbye, commuting to work, sitting in a windowless, airless office for 8 hours or so, reversing that commute home and having just enough time to go to bed. And you do that five days a week. And you continue that for 40 years. And if you don't wake up every Monday with the energy going, God, I can't wait to get back to work. And if on Friday your energy is not, oh, fuck, I wish they were open on weekends. I want to continue working. Not because you don't want to go home and you hate your wife, but no, because you love what you're doing. Right. And if, if that's not your work life, then please, God, people, wake the fuck up to reality. This is what I want to leave you with. And thank you. I've enjoyed this. I hope at least one or two others of you have. Oh, I've, I've this has it. been fantastic thank you so very much <laughs> yeah and obviously you're welcome to come back anytime if you ever want to chat about anything let's do it it would be better for you to just contact Janice if you if you find a spot where no one will take it like midnight on Sunday okay uh, then call Janice and, and I will take that spot all right <laughs> sounds awesome. good okay thank you thank so you very so much. much all right yeah.